Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Millwall fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. And if anyone has a spare fridge, they need a fridge. If you know anyone or if you can help in any way, they are on Twitter at Lions Food Hub. DM them. You can DM me at Actong Millwall and I will pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Actong Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no sandwich. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall after another nondescript home defeat at the Den. Tell me if you've heard this joke before, listeners. Um, I've lost count of how many games that have got away from us at the Den now. Joining me on the show to chew over yesterday's awful, awful performance in the end is the bad boy of South East London sports journalism. It's Mr. Ryan Loftus. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Good morning after the night before. Good morning, Nick. How, how are you doing, mate? Um, uh, it's it's hard to fight off a sense of miserable res- resignation, Ryan. And this is not what going to Mill or following Mill was meant to be all about. But um, Jake Sanders summed it up. We've won four home games in twenty four at the Den since last January, uh, January 20, uh, 2020, which is appalling home form. Um, the, the reasons that lie behind that may um, may be manifold, but it's just unacceptable. I, I, I can't think of. I'm running out of new descriptions for it all. How did, how did you see yesterday's ultimately poor show against Bristol in the FA Cup? It was it was a bit of an odd one because it's. I think with the season we're having, it's one of those where you take any win you get and you take any loss you get quite significantly. I think it's. I think most most years, if we'd have lost like that in the cup and we were doing all right in the league, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel too bad. But I think after a midweek win where you think we're maybe looking up, it's it's a hard result to take and it, it kind of compounds the feelings that everyone's been having recently. But it's an, like the first goal obviously is penalty. We were on top until then to an extent. To a degree, yeah, to a degree, yeah. Second goal, deflected free kick, even though Bristol were looking the better team in the second half. But And then the third goal kind of on the break as we're trying to get one back. So I think all three of the goals are... The, the scoreline in the end doesn't look good, but all three of the goals kind of follow the pattern of the game. But 
it's more the performance side of things that that really let you down. I think, like we said, Mill started well. I think we were definitely the better team for the first twenty minutes. Had more chances, just couldn't quite finish them. But I mean, that is yeah. How that, many times we this season? It's that, isn't it? It's lack of lack of um, clinical finishing, which has has cursed us for how long now? Forever, it seems like. Yeah. Well, we seem to do this really weird thing that, and it, it's clearly happening quite regularly. That that first twenty minutes will be looking good, looking <clears throat> solid. The other team's not creating much. We have a few chances, but don't quite take them. And then as soon as twenty five minutes rolls around, everyone drops. Yeah. Everyone drops and goes right. We're at nil nil at this point. That's great. Now let's just hold out for the rest of the game. And it's a bit like what happened under Harris, I think, towards towards the end of Harris's reign or the back end of his reign, especially that, you know, we would not. You know, I think I said it before he left about us almost considering lucky to be in games rather than going to kill teams off. And I think Harris would get to the point where we're drawing. That's great. Let's just keep drawing. And now let's we we were going for the win, but now let's stop. And we seem to be at that stage with Millwall where. You know, the Bristol City game, when we were having a bit more of the ball and creating a lot of chances like Parrott and Bennett and, and Bradshaw all had a few pop shots. And then all of a sudden, we just completely switched and everyone dropped off. We let Bristol have the ball. And that's where their goal came from. It was really quite poor defending to let the penalty in. I think Vino got in a load of space before getting him in. And it was, I just seen today someone saying the penalty wasn't a penalty. Like, it's a stonewall penalty. I thought it was in real time. I haven't seen it since. They didn't show an awful lot of the incident on BT, but um, it looked like a penalty, you know. I mean, it was so, it was a classic one of those where the striker just gets there first and nips the ball out of the way and just gets taken out. And I think Fielder didn't really complain much. He knew that it was, you know, a bit slow off his line, but then also it's one of those 50-50s that, that happens. And it's it does kill the, it, it does kill the game for me, I think. At the moment, going a goal down for us is... It's just killer because it's so hard for us to get one goal, let alone two, to win a game. <laughs> and as soon as it's one nil down, that's it. You might as well switch off because you know there's the best we're going to get out of this is a one all draw. I mean, we had no. Is it no luck or is it lack of quality? I don't know. We'll probably think about that later as as, as the conversation proceeds. But you're right. I mean, we we, we weren't doing badly. We had chances, um, a couple of shots um, in the eighth minute. I'm seeing Bennett's had a go. I thought Bennett looked reasonably hungry yesterday, incidentally. Yeah. Um, and chances after the after the penalty. And, and the penalty was a tough break, Ryan. Um, I think there were errors um, both in, in defence um, and, and even um, fielding, showing naivety and clattering the man because you know, um, that, that you're going to get a penalty every time if you touch a striker in, inside the, your own box. But that said, we, you know, but when the, the half closed, um, I thought we'd looked reasonably bright. I don't think we were on fire, but we didn't look too bad. We'd, we'd um, you know, we, we'd conceded yet another, you know, um, unforced error, so to speak, with, with, the, with the penalty. But there's no reason at half time to think that we couldn't get back into this game. And nor, in truth, the starting eleven did it look that bad to me. I mean, I, I, I might query Fielding and I might query Pierce, um, but otherwise, that eleven, I wouldn't be unhappy with that to see that starting in a regular league game. But there's just no fire in the belly. There's there's no there's no fight back. I mean, you you, you nailed it there. You know, we're going close and then we our heads drop as soon as there's a setback. Well, that's that's not good enough at, at championship level, Ryan, is it? I mean, you're going to go nowhere. You're going to go downwards with that kind of attitude. No, it's it's a hard one because it's 
when you're down and you don't get much luck, like we don't get a load of luck anyway. I mean, we had a bit of luck in the, the Huddersfield game and that probably used up our quota for the week. And uh, <laughs> We I have think, luck rations, don't we? <laughs> I think we do. We get, I think once a month we get a luck token and I think uh, that missed penalty against Huddersfield was, was, the, was the use for it. So let's hope we don't need it against Watford. But mm. we, it's an odd one because, yeah, like you say, the team wasn't necessarily weak. You know, there weren't a load of kids in it. And they were all players who you would expect to at least feature in a game, you know, like they would at least play like Pierce. Okay. I know there's big question marks over him, but he would play if we're playing a back three most of the time or has been up until the last time we did Ferguson, you know, people want him to start a bit more maybe, or at least get on the pitch. Same with Thompson, the front four are all people who should be competing for starting places, but it's, it wasn't necessarily a weak team. I know Aaron commented yesterday about the, the, the strength of Bristol City squad and it is a really strong squad they've got players in there it's a big squad that they have so when they change six or seven players they've still got a pretty strong team but our team by no means was weak but it's an odd one it's you know it's the, the cliche of when you're down you're down and when you can't get luck and you, you're out of confidence it everything becomes that much harder and when Gary Rowett said it I think since last season that we have to try really hard really really hard to score one goal and and it's been a problem for a long time now that we can spend 90 minutes working as hard as possible and we will get one goal out of it. And there's not many teams who have that problem. And so when you do change the team or when that energy level or the effort level is just slightly off, it's almost impossible. And it's, it's a really big problem that I know people want the squad freshening up and I know people want players coming in, but it is something that I think is, is going to be a personnel issue at this, at this rate because the way the games are coming, thick and fast I don't think it's possible to completely change your luck and your attitude around and to you can't sit and breathe and get your energy back at all there's no chance to do that this year so something is going to have to give or Mill are going to have to go very much back to basics and go right from now to the end of the season we are aiming to get every single game nil nil we're going to clear it defend it defend deep kick it away and if we can get a goal we will try but our priority right now is to not lose games. And I don't know which way is the right way to go, to be honest. It's a it's a hard decision for Rowett to make. Absolutely. We're talking of freshening up the squad. Joining us on the on the call now is Radio 5 Live's Aaron Paul. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Nick Hart, you segued like a pro there, mate. <laughs> I, 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 I study at the feet of the best, mate, at Love Sport Radio, you know. Um, welcome what, to the show, what, Aaron. What? Where? <laughs> Radio Five Live now. now. Defunct. <laughs> um, yesterday's performance, Aaron. You were you were there. I, just, I mean, Aaron um, Ryan has just been telling us the uh, the faults as he sees it. Um, I just I, I find it's the mediocrity that's killing me. Um, I can I can take getting beat by by Bristol, you know, and, and I, I can actually endure getting beat three 0 if it's a if it's a full fully fledged open game of fire and brimstone. But yesterday was just such a capitulation after the the unlucky deflected second goal. I think that was probably the moment where the game slipped out of our grasp. But after that, where was the fire? Where's the spine? Where's the backbone? Where's the mill spirit? It just isn't there in this squad. And these players are not playing for Gary Rowett, rightly or wrongly. What, what, how do you see oh, something? I don't know if they play. I don't know about the whole, if they're playing for Gary Rowett, et cetera, et cetera. Nick, it's... it's they're 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 not good enough. That's the fucking simple long and short up and down of it. They're not good enough. 
there. Yeah, I've just had Michael Wills. I think he's quite a regular listener. Michael yes, Wills. he is, Michael. Yeah. Um, just start asking me to to name him Chame happily, mm. happily. Okay. Let's start from the top. Yeah. Yep. We'll start from the bottom. Let's let's go with Bod Varson, shambolic, Tom Bradshaw. Shit. I'm sorry. He's crap. He's not good enough. Mm. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't disagree with Tom Bradshaw. Um, I mean, one of the things that uh, listeners and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, everyone will be picking out from yesterday is we looked bright at, on occasions in that first half. We looked bright without ever looking dangerous. Uh, there's no power. There's no there's no championship level strike force there. It's aimless running. Yeah. Well, there's, there's just no danger. When, when we it's have the ball in front of goal, there's no one's... No one's worried, are they? Really, is it, we, opposition teams know we're not going to score. Um, quality, quality is an issue. I mean, you well, know, quality this... and quantity, Nick. Quality and quantity. Very, very quickly. I, I, the, the players that need to go: Bodvarsson, Bradshaw, Skalak, who I can't believe actually came on yesterday. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was shocked when I was. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, Troy Parrot. I'm sorry. He's a kid. He's a yeah. kid. He's a kid who shown us nothing, Aaron. Shown us nothing. He's 18. Nick, it's uh, he shouldn't have. He's not even scored a professional goal in his career. Yeah, well, he's not looking like he's going to score one either at the moment, is he? Oh my god. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's others in that. I, I don't think you know. I think Alex Pierce is okay. I don't think he, he he's quite good enough. There's a, there's a sense of mediocrity about the squad. I, I do agree. It I mean, feels Ryan, like a bod job, Ryan. I mean, you 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 you're a student of the uh, of the championship and what other teams have compared to what we have. We we do feel very mediocre. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I say below mediocre. To be honest, at this point, I think it's the, our squad is so really made up. We're, we're lacking good players in really key areas. Um, I agree with with Aaron about like who needs to go. I think it is particularly hard to get rid of players in this time as hard as it is to bring them in I think people didn't pay attention when when the league um, one and league two salary caps came in people didn't pay that much attention that although that's bad for league one players in terms of maybe keeping players and, and balancing their squads right but it's also now impossible to offload bad championship players because no one can afford to pay their wages who's going to be taking Bradshaw on you know maybe a, a five figure salary or yeah. whatever he might be on you know, or or a higher end of a you know seven or eight grand a week. If you've only got people are doing deals, right? Brian, people are doing deals, mate. People are doing deals. Yeah, if QPR yeah. can go and get themselves, and QPR are are skint. QPR are so skint that they can't pay with money. They're not allowed to anymore. Yeah, it's like they they they're just they're just there. They don't have any money. They they have. You know, they're up to their eyeballs in, in fines and debt. Yeah, they're going to sign Charlie Austin. And apparently they're going to go and get Stefan Johansson from Fulham. I mean, Johansson's one. I wanted to bring it up, Nick. I can't yep. believe. If 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 Gary Rowett can safely say, we're not going for Stefan Johansson and give you a, a, a reason like, oh, well, uh, you know, Ryan Woods is better. Johansson's a, a winner. He's been out of this division before twice. He got promoted with West Brom as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he went out with West Brom. Um, yeah, Did he go out with their squad, West Brom? Yeah, I think, I think so. He was on loan from Fulham. As soon as they went up, he went back out. But that is a problem, Aaron. I think who we sign and, 
I mean, Raul said after the game yesterday that it's oh, it's really hard. We've had refusals from quite a few teams <laughs> about the players we want to bring in. But it's one of those. I mean, I know the summer. We I don't think that we recruited well the summer. I know you what you think about the recruitment, Aaron, and I completely agree. I think I said it last time I was on that our, our recruitment's been really, really poor. We the areas of our squad that need addressing don't get addressed. Like Parrot may have been a an opportune, you know, a prospect and a you know like oh we need the striker. But and I know people a lot of think we need a striker, but we don't. We've got five strikers on the books who collectively I was saying it to you yesterday, Aaron, who collectively have about eight goals or nine goals between them, five or six strikers. If I was Matt Smith, I'd be not just knocking on Gary Rowett's door, I'd be kicking his door off the fucking hinges. <laughs> being like, why am I not playing? All of your strikers can't hit a barn door. No one can do anything. How the fuck are you not playing me? I was top goal scorer last year. I scored 90 seconds off, of my, off the bench on my last game and you will not start me. I mean, and I don't think Matt Smith's the way to go, but if I was him, I know he's getting on, but everyone else, you can see Zahor doesn't look fit yesterday. He was walking everywhere. You can see everyone else is offering nothing. And if I'm Matt Smith... On on his day, he's a class... Let me tell you something. Zahor, on his day, is a class act. The problem is a service. Yeah? Service, I agree. So a service. Very simple. You have a striker of that cut, of that mould. You don't it, you don't get him to do the running, yeah. You no, don't. Sure. Get him to do, it's like Matt Smith. You don't get him to do running. No. You play the ball into his feet. You play the ball up to him. You 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 work with what you've got. That's the problem. It's literally like a mishmash. Parrot yeah. don't know how he is. Really, let, let his kid. You know, Bradshaw does he want it into his feet? Well, not really. He's not good enough. Does he want it into the, into his head? Well, probably not. He's not. Big enough, you know. Bod Varson. Let's be fair. No one even wants him to get the ball. Yeah, like he's he's a disaster. He's an absolute disaster. Um, and and Matt Smith, you 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 lump it up to him. And you know what? Again, Matt Smith, I I'm completely agree with Ryan. Completely agree with Ryan. You know, he he should be kicking. Also, oh, that's my alarm. I apologize. He should be kicking <laughs> the shit. Out of, I have no intention of waking up at this time either. That's, oh, that's probably Gary Rowett calling in to complain at the uh, the tone of the show. Gary Rowlett. Rowlett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it probably is. Um, but, you know, I want I actually want to bring something up very quickly. Um, I was doing some research because a friend of mine was talking about a gentleman called Alex Aldridge, who was the head of recruitment. It was indeed. Aldo, yeah. And, and got um, poached and went to... Um, did you know that before joining Millwall, did you know that he was a newspaper journal? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he yeah. created the News at Den website. Alex is quite well known and he's carved out this career as, um, okay. after all of that, okay. as, a, as, okay. as, a, as a scout. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how. Okay. Know how football what I'm going to say to, to you guys is Ryan, get prepared, lad. Get ready. Because you're next. The yeah. call comes. <laughs> the, 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 call, the call is coming. I, I, I just, I just want to say to Alex Aldridge and to the next head of recruitment, what do you guys do Monday to Friday? Well, what I think they study football. Man, was it the championship manager? What was it called? The, the, the football that, manager. They set that, and stats thing. You know, that, because that, genuine. But, but where are the stats going? Are they going into a shredder? Is someone getting the paper and going? Yeah, fuck it. I'm not interested. Is it? Um, where are these stats being used? How are they being used? Why are are, are Millwall picking up a player like Tom Bradshaw but not saying Corley Woodrow? You know, let we 
yeah. you live in London, you play for Fulham, come and join us. Why do you want to go like the bands? Like, you know, mm. like there's so many examples of players where yeah. you look, you see it, you see a, a, a side signs them, and you think, you know what? He's he'd be a good addition. He'd be a good addition. Yeah, he'd be all right. He'd be all right. He'd be yeah. all right. Well, I think where are these guys going? Yay, nay. Yes, no. Yes, no. Like I'd love to really look into the recruitment process of this club because I uh, Nick. Let's be fair. A year, a year ago, I want to say a year ago. Mm. To to. Uh, I don't even know what time frame. So six, seven, eight months to a year ago, Millwall were, were, were two to four players away from actually challenging properly. Yeah? Yeah. Actually challenging properly. Because you had the core there. You had Bart. You got Jake Cooper and Hutch. You got Jed and granted upfront shit. Yeah? Yeah. But you can build around those the the that team. You can build around that spine. And you can supplement that spine. Right now, the spine is on its ass because they're knackered. Very, very simply, squad depth has never been more crucial. Never been more crucial. And if clubs can go out there and they can top up their squad, they can loan well. They don't even loan well, Millwall. Like, you look at it, fucking hell. They don't even loan properly. You know, Woods, Malone's the whole, yeah. But there's five loan births. I'd send Troy Parrott back, mate, in January. Get, what are we waiting? What are you doing? The experiment's over. See, the, see experiment's the, question, over. the question to, I mean, I actually posed myself a question to, as a point of spark for this, this uh, show. Is there a lack of quality amongst the squad? Well, we've kind of answered that. I think there's a consensus that, yes, <laughs> there is. Two big ticks next to that one, Nick. Yeah, two big ticks from Ryan there. So there's there's that question. I'm going to add a third one. And is there a lack of quality in the manager? There's another another big question. But to that, and then we've got to add, is there a lack of quality in the infrastructure of the club, the recruitment process? Because it, I mean, that's, that's perennial. It's, I mean, you're right, Aaron. I mean, you know, appointing Alex was, um, that was a Neil Harris appointment. Um, it was it was an odd choice, given that other clubs do it so so much better. Maybe there was a sense of gambling, taking a pump, an unknown boy. Very quickly, the back end has gone out of it. The back end's gone. You know that sense of fight you used to have. Yeah, it's fucking gone. It's well, this was this was this is where we'd reached yesterday. And Ryan, I mean, you know, we, we went two nil down, unluckily with a deflected free kick. I mean, I, there's really not much that I'd expect any goalkeeper, let alone Frank Fielding to do with that, that free kick. So we're two nil down and the game is, is moving out of, out, and it's a, it's a one-off cup tie. So where's the, where's the arsehole? Where's the spine? Where's the Millwall fire to say, well, okay, we, we may be going out, but we'll go out fighting. Cause there was a, there was just a general acceptance and that, is the most unforgivable thing in in any side, whether you're in Beckton Park or, uh, or or anywhere you like. But to give up, which is kind of what we did, is a is a massive indictment of the players. But I I can't escape the manager either. I mean, how do you how do you see the Rowett situation in that way? I think it's you can't not put blame on both. I think I know. I think you put a, a tweet out yesterday saying about the the quality, and and someone said you know well it's not the players, it's the manager, but. Yeah. You can't you can't have one without the other. I think the players aren't necessarily good enough, but at the moment, Rowick clearly isn't getting the right tune out of them. And I think what was interesting at the Huddersfield game, he he slightly adapted the system. I think played an actual number ten, played two strikers, let the wing backs do all the wide work rather than having a left and right winger ahead of them. 
and we blocked up the midfield a bit more and we got forward down the wings. Malone and McNamara, I think, are really two good attacking full or attacking wing backs in that situation. And it was a small tactical change. It doesn't have to be a massive overhaul, just a small change that worked and that offered something different that it took 16 weeks to reach. Mm. And it's, or 16 games at least. I know it's probably about four weeks you fit that yeah. into at the moment, but it's it just doesn't seem to make sense about why there isn't, there isn't much he seems to be doing or much he is able to do. I'm sure, you know, he, he is scratching his head and is pouring over it, but... And then, but then that is also goes hand in hand with he turns around at the squad, looks at the players he has, and goes, But what else can I do? You're listening to After Normal. We're going to take a short break in the conversation to hear the views of Harry and Mike. But before we do, I want to just express the podcast support for the Lions Food Hub. It's on Twitter at Lions Food Hub, it's a local food bank based in Bermondsey, working out of the Rennie and Manor Estate Tenants Hall, run by our very own Kelly Webster. The podcast this season will be supporting the Lions Food Hub. It's a fantastic cause, one that I hope we can all get behind. Um, follow them on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. Achtung, Milwein. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, disgraceful result in all honesty um, to lose 3-0 at home to a side which are not a lot better than us it was a strange game to be honest I thought in the first half we actually played quite well um, Rowett got, got it right I think formation wise because we did cause them problems we got in space we we're playing some nice stuff but ultimately, we just don't have the quality to finish chances. Um, there were several where you just think, we've challenged the keeper, but they're just such tame efforts. And um, a better side would have put that game to bed in the first half an hour with the, the kind of areas and chances that we got in. And then fumbling fielding makes a terrible mistake and we find ourselves 1-0 down through a penalty. But I thought we were unlucky to be behind uh, at half time. But what the fuck was said in that second half team talk? We just completely got rolled over in the second half. It was as bad as the Coventry and Forest performances. I just don't know what happened. No organisation, no idea, no creativity. Defence looked leaky. The second goal, the wall was in about three parts. I mean, I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but of course it's going to be a deflection. All he had to do was hit it into someone in the wall and it's going to go in. And then the third goal, you know, was just a breakaway as we tried to push people forward. But it was a disgrace in the second half. And I just don't know, this just sums up the the inconsistencies of the performance. But just this time, we've seen it over 90 minutes rather than separate games. But an unacceptable result, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, an, it's, another, it's another grim Saturday uh, for Lions fans out there. Um, hopefully we can concentrate on the league a bit more now, <laughs> clutching at straws for positives. But we've got to try and bring in a forward player, apart from Jed Wallace at times and, and Zahor at times. None of them are good enough, really. Um, you know, anyone can see that. We've got a lot of lot of them. But if a few go out the back door at Calmont Road, I wouldn't be complaining and we need to strengthen. We've got a week to week to go in the transfer window so let's hope this new head of recruitment 
uh, can actually do a bit of good business and bring someone in uh, because we are crying out for some quality in that final third. Please sign someone. Come on, you lads. Well, full time at the den, 3 0 to Bristol City, a side that a month ago we managed to win. 2-1. No, not 2-1. We won there. Anyway, and they had a man sent off. And you can tell the difference in the performances. The performance that night was decent. Um, Millwall punished a poor Bristol City side, in all honesty, on that night. And the roles were reversed today. Millwall were terrible. The players that were picked were obviously picked for rotational purposes, I'd assume. Um, some probably have been knocking on the manager's door to get into the squad. And what they put on is unacceptable in the extreme. It's the third time Millwall conceded three goals in recent games, especially at a home. I don't understand, if I'm being honest, the decision to rotate the players in this game when we didn't rotate the players in the game against Borenwood in the Cup. This was a more, every, every you know, you've, you've won. You know, take the credit to him in midweek, Rowett picks a side that we all slagged off, and they win. He decides to, you know, pick another side today. Doesn't capitalise on the momentum of the midweek win. Got a game against Watford on Tuesday. Yes, I understand it's going to be a hard game. Um, but you don't drop Leonard, who probably is going to be your legs and uh, and work in the middle. You play Thompson again, so Thompson's not playing Tuesday. And you, you, you go... You know, Pierce Pierce is done and finished. I don't understand. We're 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 helping other clubs develop their players when our youngsters are probably better than our players that we've got here. And I'm just fed up of it. I'm sick of it. I I I can't say that I agree with everyone turning around and saying that the League One manage uh, this is a League One squad. Um, because in Two of the last three seasons, we've been comfortably a top 10 squad pushing for the championship. The only two players that I can remember losing in that time, or three, as one's just popped into my head now, is we've lost Gregory. We've lost, in terms of leaving the club, we've lost Aloni and Malumbi, and we sold several for, for millions of pounds. This is Gary Rowett's squad. As much as you don't want to accept it, dear listeners, it is Gary Rowett's squad. Gary Rowett did have a summer. A truncated summer, but the same as every other football manager in the country. Now, that squad is not good enough, but he's the one that picks the squad. The performance isn't good enough, but he's the one who picks the players who put the performances in from day to day. That squad looks uninterested and not bothered, and that is not Millwall. Now, the format, I heard people say the formation was right. The formation's right if you win, and we're not playing football that suits the squad that we have. We're playing football to suit the squad that he wants. Now, that's brilliant and everything. That's lovely. That's great. I want to be a fucking millionaire, so I can't spend my money like I want to be a millionaire. It's beginning to become the same old story. One day we have hope in a in a, in a a weird way. We get a result on the road normally, not the den. And they come back to the den and they get pumped. You know, um, and to continue to do the same thing and expect a different result is madness. And despite formation changes and despite, you know, playing different players in different positions and false nines and wide wingers and forwards playing off of a three or a two or a one, the simple fact is these players are not good enough to play this system. 
the system that got them to where they were last season was based on a Malumbi and a pressing game and so on and so forth for Rowett. Now, if this Kiefenberg comes in, that we apparently might be getting, then if we play that system and we turn the corner, brilliant. But we can't keep picking Pierce. His legs have gone. We can't keep picking these players that just are no good to us. Pay them up. Offer them six months of their deal. Offer them three months of their deal. Get them out of the squad. Get them out of the club. Because they're draining you like a tap. It's like a drip, 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 wage-wise. And, you know, they're Skalak, people like that. You know, the drip, drip, drip. Just pay them up. Get them out of the club and start again if you're going to back-row it. If you're not going to back-row it, then you need to get a fucking move on because you've left it another week. And it's just not good enough, Millwall. There, there, there's something totally wrong from top to bottom in the club at the moment and things need to change. It's unacceptable. I'm finding it, you know, I've got I've got my eye follow for the home games. I'm going to find it very difficult to keep pumping money up to watch this shit because I've had enough of it. Fuck off, Millwall. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Achtung The recruitment side of what Aaron was saying, I think at the end of last season, when your whole recruitment team going into a summer, you sit down and you go, right, we have the best defence in the league, but statistically, we have a great goalkeeper, we have a great two centre-backs, maybe a third if we need it. We've got a good young centre-back in Hayden Muller coming through, who potentially we could risk alongside you know, the likes of Cooper and Hutchinson and Murray Wallace because they're really good mentors. I think Hutchinson, you can see how well he mentored Cooper to really take over from him. Yeah. And that's a really good environment. You've had a centre-back who's, you've got Alex Pierce, who's a veteran. You've got Hutchinson, who's just beyond his peak, I'd say, but a very long standing middle player who's done very, very well for the club. You've got Cooper, who is slightly younger, but has risen as a young player through the team. I think that's three centre-backs there who can nurture a great, a, 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 what looks like a very exciting prospect for Millwall at centre-back. But at the moment, he just, 
is in and out of the squad, does never doesn't really play at all, which is I think it's an interesting one. But you sit down on that that thing and you go, right, our strikers aren't very good. No. But it's very simple to go, right, our strikers aren't very good. What we need is a better striker to start getting goals. What you need to do is what you would imagine an analytics department, a recruitment department are doing, is taking a step back and go, why aren't they very good? Oh, because we don't create any chances. We've got Jed Wallace, who if he has a bad game, we do not create any chances. You look at the stats, you go, oh, Jed Wallace is good off the left. He's good off the right. But in the middle, we don't have anyone doing anything. Maybe we should bring someone in there. So to overlook that, I think, and, you know, getting Parrot, who is a gamble, and then the channel of the game yesterday being, you know, he brought, he's a striker. He's a striker for Tottenham. I don't think we've played as a striker yet. You know, we've the left, we're playing behind a 10. He's a striker. And he's not got the confidence at the moment. He had bad injuries, but he's just kind of, oh, he's exciting and he's a good young player. Let's just stick him in wherever and he'll be magical. It's like, that's not how it works. And I think we really, really need to figure out, or Rowett needs to figure out what he can make get out of this squad. And that's why I think maybe going back to just get Matt Smith on for a bit, see if he can get some goals, because he was doing that last season when we were struggling. Getting him on, getting balls into the box, and it was winning the games. Look, Nick, 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 he, Gary Rowett is, is a defensive coach. He was a defender as, as a player, defender in a midfielder as a player. He knows how to defend. That's what I mean. Look, before Christmas, Mills' defense was the best in Europe. Yes, in that's Europe. gone out the window, Aaron. By the way, that's fucking out the window, down the shit pan, and back out the other end, mate. It's gone. <laughs> Just forget about it. And and that's purely because they're knackered. The core is knackered. As I mentioned yesterday on Twitter, they're tired. You know, you can't. Jake Cooper was puffing at the end, mate. Yeah. You know, he plays every game. Great. Yeah. Lovely. Wonderful. It's a great stat to have. But you've got to look at the conditioning as well. This is a very, very difficult season where squad depth is, is one of the most important things you can have. And Millwall don't have squad depth. Just on to Gary Rout, though. You know, yesterday, I think he set up really well there. The 4 2 3 1, I think he was let down. I think he was let down. I just think that they, they were a bunch of headless individuals just running around. Very simple. There was no cohesion. You know, someone will make a run and the other person won't make a pass. Too many touches, Tom Bradshaw. Too many just not interested. Like, just for aimless, headless running. Mm. That's exactly what it felt like. And it was a grand disappointment. Bristol City, you know what? They're a, they're, 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 they're a, a, a funny outfit because they're not even that good. They're not, they're not amazing. You know, they spend a lot of money every year. They recruit in a very scattergun approach. You know, you look at their squad and they've probably got, what, 40 players in their squad, 30 players in their squad, something stupid like that. Yeah. And a lot of youth, granted, you know, a good core of youth coming through. But they have no real identity or style of play. Millwall are now sat with an identity which is defensive. It's defensive, defensive, defensive. And so we're sat here going, shit, we've got no goals. Well, you know what? This is is what the club brought in. Gary Rowett is a very, very good defensive coach. Coach. Coach is the word. Coach. I didn't say manager. I said coach, by the Which way. Which is a different thing. Very yeah. good defensive coach. Yeah. This is, you know, in, in, in the words of the godfather, this is the business we have chosen. You know, mm. 
Yeah. Like, you haven't gone out to get a Jokanovic who's going to fucking win, lose or draw, play 4-3-3 and absolutely go for it, you know, and try try and win a game by, by outscoring the opposition. This guy's going to try and win a game by shutting things down. And, you know, I think the Dengrau plays a, a big, big part of it. Um, would Millwall have lost 3-0 yesterday if the crowd was there at the Den? I'm not sure. Um, would it have, would, would there be a bit of pressure from the crowd? Probably, probably. Um, I think playing in an empty ground, is, especially the den, it's a very strange place when it's empty. It is. I mean, I, I, I did a little thing for one of the Bristol podcasts and they asked me the same point. And I said, well, there's, there's something deeply empty about the den with no one in it. Um, more than any other uh, uh, ground. I, I, I could be looking at it myopically through our Millwall lens but um it just doesn't feel like uh the, the team don't look like a Millwall side to me and the, the whole event doesn't look like a Millwall day out it just isn't there's no one there so it's it's almost um meaningless I I had to laugh just to try and um inject a note of um levity into it but uh, there's a post-match quote talking about the um the the fact we are one week still left of the uh the transfer window and, and gary rowett said that we put bids in for young players and we are trying to be proactive and it just reminded me of one of my less interested end of year review conversations i used to have when with my manager <laughs> when i i really i know i know i knew i hadn't really put much in and i was trying i, I was trying to invent things to say at the end of the year it just had that kind of um empty kind of quality to it um I, I, you're right to compare us to other clubs and qpr are a decent comparison um aaron because you they know, shouldn't be no i mean but on the one hand they're broke and we're broke too but somehow they're, they're pulling off deals i mean how is Mate, that they're broke how does that happen they're broker than broke that because of les ferdinand very simple you've got les ferdinand a man who's a football man mm. going out getting deals done going out getting charlie austin granted you know what charlie austin probably want to come to Millwall. actually i don't know he maybe he wouldn't you know he has a relationship with with qpr yeah and 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 he wanted to play football i had him on my my my, my podcast at work he wanted he said i wanted to play football you know it was a quick decision sam Allardyce said that yeah we we've done a deal with with um with qpr and you know you can talk to them great lovely happy days if this Johansson deal goes through, that's a coup. That's an absolute coup. That you know, he is a class act. And if anyone can turn around and say, "Yeah, he wouldn't get in and really do very well in that mill side," I'm sorry, mate, you're on some real narcotics because that's <laughs> that's just that that's that, that's bollocks. But then again, I look at um, the two signings that that uh, Cardiff made, Perry Ng from Crew. Good player, yeah, good that player, exactly. player, good player. Um, and and the um, the the lad Waters as well, Max Waters, striker, scoring goals for fun, <clears throat> good player. Like people, there's they're just they're not quick off the mark, you know. They're not quick off the mark, and and that is the the biggest problem. Not quick That's off the mark. Problem. We've got London on our doorstep. That's yeah, the I funny know, thing. I know, I know. It's a London club. And, you know, there's that old thing of, oh, well, players want to play in London because of the lifestyle. Oh, there you go. It's, yeah. Someone's not selling this properly. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that recruitment's like, I mean, it comes back to it. But, yeah, I saw that when, when Cardiff signed Perry and G, you know, like, he's, you know, one of the hottest-tipped players coming out of that league. 
and you know has been doing it really well for crew for a long time and a lot of people would have been after him and it's surprising okay not necessarily the position that we need but those sort of players and I agree with you Aaron that it's those sort of players that we need it's a depressing depressing season it seems endless boys I don't know how you're finding it from the professional point of view but for as I a... want to go back to bed <laughs> we've got 22 games of the season left we have played 24 we are sitting in 16th position thankfully with a nine point gap between us and Rotherham in the third relegation position um, we're facing Watford on Tuesday night which will be a tough game they're, they're sitting third in, in, in the table um, our aims what should our season aim be I mean obviously survival in, in the championship number one get through to May and have the the, the the almost almighty clear out the fire sale of all fire sales, get shot of half of this squad and start again. Is Gary Rowett up to that? Is our recruitment department up to that kind of task? Because it needs... It's not going to happen, Nick. Yeah, unfortunately. They're not going to get... Now. They're not going to get shot of half of the squad. And then you'll have, you'll have a bullshit excuse like, oh, COVID, oh, money, oh, X, oh, white, oh, good. Mate, come on, show some fucking ambition, guys. Show some ambition. Go look at look at clubs doing deals. Just look at what you've got around you. Unless they they model themselves on a League One club, of course. You can, <laughs> and even 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 then, no, Nick, no, Nick, you laugh. No, I'm not. I'm laughing ironically in a way that men used to laugh before they went over the top of the trench in the First World War. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's maybe they true. maybe they think to themselves, oh well, you know what, we're. Um, we are a League One team. League One, yeah. Squad. That 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 they that they you know model themselves on the top end League One club, and you know even then I'd say there's better players out there in League One that are doing it. There's much better yeah. players out there in League One. Just to close us, chaps, as it's, it is Sunday morning, you both got uh, things you need to do. Um, Neil Harris was sacked from from Cardiff on um, midweek. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think there's still probably a sentimental. I still find myself following his ups and downs. And I, I don't, it's a bit like an ex, isn't it? You know, that you still kind of check out on Facebook and see what's going on in their life. Do you think he has a managerial future at any other championship clubs? Is, does he have a, does he have a, you know, does he have a way forward or is it League One, League Two for Neil? It's such a weird one because no one, I think, expects him to, to go to Cardiff. I think financially and everything that is, that was a step up from having left Millwall. And yeah. I think it kind of, blindsided everyone but not like so quickly after but also for him to get a job like that like, I think when it came out people were talking about him to go down to League 1 or League 2 which it's a really odd one I think his achievements warrant him a say in League uh, in the Championship but I can't see anyone taking him no the, qual- the quality of the football under Neil Harris was was no better than what we've got at the moment at the end anyway well, we did get some blood and thunder nights under him, didn't we? No, of course we did, and I think yeah, but I think atmosphere impacts on that a lot. I think atmosphere, passion, you know, when, look when you have fifteen thousand screaming at you, like proper shouting, and the atmosphere that we all know, Nick, we all know the atmosphere that then can produce that that's that that will drive players on. Let's be fair. Neil Harris, the only reason he got the Cardiff job is because he had a history with the club, a previous history with the club. He and, played there. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. the, the, the fans liked him. Um, and, and they thought, yeah, bring in a legend and, and hopefully it'll work. Well, it didn't work. They pulled the trigger super quickly. Granted, they spent money, but Cardiff also got money to, to, to play with. They brought Mick McCarthy in, another sort of uninspiring, yeah. uninspiring um, appointment for me. Maybe they think he'll, he'll, he'll be able to sort of just see them through. 
uh, the season, getting to the back end of the playoffs. But very simply, Millwall replaced Neil Harris with Neil Harris light. It's, it's, it's like, you know... That's a great line. I like that. <laughs> it's true. Diet Neil Harris. Like, Diet just, Neil Harris. You know, you've got someone who's stuck in a sense of play. And this is the frustration I see from fans on social, is that they're, they're pissed off with his tactics. They're pissed off with his tactics. Now, the, my question to fans very simply is, if you were to go out there and get a Danny Cowley, or a Nathan Jones when he was available, uh, would you be patient enough to play his attacking football for him to take three years to, to craft a side? And do you know what? Actually, fuck it. You want to talk about budgets? Talk about Luton Town. Their biggest, the biggest thing they've got is Mick Harford, literally and metaphorically. Who, who had had links with Millwall, of course, as well. He was on you the know, coaching staff. But he's a brilliant head of recruitment, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good. He squeezes what he can out of their budget. They've got um, Reese Norton Davis on loan. Uh, yeah. Brilliant, but, you know, real, really good player. There's another lad with a uh, with a double barrel name. They've got Ryan. You want to help me out? No chance, mate. Um, Chumley Warner. Um, but on Reece, that, Reece Mogg. Reece Mogg. Last year as well, they got Izzy Brown from Chelsea on loan. Who is mate, fucking hell, like the recruitment. You know. They don't usually get it wrong. And and it's because of Big Mick. He goes, he's the you know, he goes and, and finds players that can play in the manager system and that they can get and potentially uh sell on. Dewsbury yeah. Hall. Sorry, Dewsbury Hall. Hall yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the the Yorkshire uh venue. The Yorkshire so like wedding. A stately stately home, doesn't he? Dewsbury. That's it, that's it. Mate, Leicester want him back. He's yeah. on loan from Leicester. Leicester won him back. James Bree, good, good right You back. think as well, you know, Aaron, like you say about selling on, they've got well, Jack Stacey who went to Bournemouth in the Premier League. The Luton Cafus. Now who moved on, who's, you know, looking like going to be an England left back. Like, who's the last player we saw? Well, George Savile. And I, I think that is a key sign of recruitment as well, where Millwall are, Millwall are a smaller team operating on a very low budget in the league. And so what you need to do to make money is to bring players in, develop them, and sell them on for money. That has to be your your model. That has to be your way to operate. And that's that's the Brentford model, isn't it? That's that's, well, that, the, but that's, that's Brentford have oh, Brentford have money. Brentford have continental connections. Mm. Brentford have a club in in uh, Scandinavia that they you know sort of move players between. Brentford are a highly sophisticated operation. That's why if you phone them and ask them for a quote, they take the fuck off. Very simple. They don't want no one knowing about what goes on behind closed doors. Luckily, I know someone who actually was quite integral in the whole process. And he was, um, I actually went to school with him. Right. And he's now one of Jose Mourinho's main analysts at Spurs. Ironically, he's a massive gooner, which is, I could never do that. But yeah, he, you know, <laughs> Brentford, are, you, we can't turn around and go, oh yeah, we want Mill to be like Brentford. Cool. Go and find a fucking owner like Matthew Benham, who's a mm. fan who's going to plough money in, not give money, yeah. plough money. You know, they paid money for, for, for Mope. They made money for Ben Rama, money for oh, Watkins. Yeah. But their negotiation to sell is shit hot. They've, they, they've got, like, you know, um, uh, serious, serious, like, businessmen in there, businessmen and women, Jordan Belfort's of this world, right. selling shit to people for big money. Very simple. And again, we sit here and we talk about budget. Again, I don't want to bang on about Luton Town. Cal Naismith, they've just brought in. Cal Naismith, utility man, 
yeah. on a free from Wigan, do you know what? He'll do him a job. He'll yeah, do him he a job. And they're not, they're not fashionable. They're not a good squad. But, again, you buy a Ferrari, Nick, and, you know, you're on low wages, you're yes. not going to be able to fill that Ferrari. You no, need to live no. within your means. And Millwall, they're trying to do something yeah. and it's not working. And do you know what? I don't blame the manager. I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him. I just want to know what's going on behind the scenes. He's brought in his own, you know, his own recruitment guy now. Is it Cav? Is it Steve Kavanagh? Does 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 he? I know, like he's very, he's a very corporate guy, and you know, yeah. Grant is like he's he, he's he's a very intelligent man, and maybe he's trying to. He's been told by John Berylson, you know, you're you're not allowed to spend X Y Z, but they need to make the best of what they've got to try and compete there we are dear listeners i think we've reached a natural conclusion um form is temporary they say and class is permanent it seems our class is uh, least one class as our permanent category anyway there we are big thank you to ryan loftus for joining us this morning thank you ryan cheers nick and huge thanks to mr aaron paul for leaving this sanctity of his bed to come online. Today. I'm not. Um, I've not left my sanctity. I'm still here. You're still in bed. No in the... <laughs> left the sanctity. There's a, there's a, there's a mental image to leave the show with today. Aaron, very, very quickly, lads. Just seen a, a tweet from quite a reputable source. Arsenal looking into a potential championship loan move for Reese Nelson this month. Fucking do it. Get on it. As 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 my my recently departed old man would say, give him the money. Don't fuck around. Don't try and do a deal. <laughs> walk away yeah don't fuck around you used to tell me that all the time that's that's it that's uh, don't fuck around just get it done those are wise words a nice way to leave the show big thank you to Aaron Paul thank you very much thank you for listening dear listeners until midweek at Eva Dirty Millwall Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over the Dutch Millwall. Till next time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.